This is Love Wild. I'm Andrew May. And I'm Katie May. We are a community that explores how to love wild and live free. We are here today to talk about what really matters. Welcome to Love Wild. We made it. Ooh. <laughs> we episode finally 100, made dude. it. This episode is episode 100. 100 and episode one of this new venture. Yeah. Yeah. So we have been podcasting for two years now. And we started off with the Allegory and Elm podcast at the beginning of 2020. And we changed our podcast name like roughly a year into Story and Growth. And now this is the next evolution, which is Love Wild. Love Wild. And uh, yeah, your boy's actually been really nervous about this episode. I think just because things seem to be changing and because of the subject matter, because of what we're talking about, it, it's forcing me to really go kind of deep, deep within to figure out like what really matters to me. And I'm, is my life actually reflecting what I say truly matters to me? It's like, mm-hmm. a, oh man, we might touch on some things that make me, this, this conversation makes me very uncomfortable to have. How about you? I mean, I think I think about this a lot. I I mean, we kind of talked about this earlier. I tend to think really deep all the time, almost annoyingly so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I can't just sometimes have fun and like shoot the shit very well. So I think I live in this place of like really reflecting on like what does really matter. And I think because of the work I do and have done for so long with end of life, like it just is part of that reflective piece that, you know, you see people come to the end and you're like, they are processing like what really matters. And so it only has made me think about that very often. So I don't think I'm as nervous about it, but I do appreciate the vulnerability that it takes to speak that out loud. Cause I don't know that I've spoken that out loud very often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So before the cast, we wrote down three different things that we think really matters. And we we don't know what the other person wrote down. So that's going to be part of what this episode is. So I think we'll just kind of alternate and go back and forth. I'd love to, to start with you, Katie, and what your number one, what really matters. Being present. Hmm. Like really being present in mind, body, and spirit which I can say for myself doesn't happen very often. I think it's a huge practice that I want to really hone in on and feel like it kind of stemmed from this conversation I had with my therapist last week, actually of, you know, realizing that we've been in this pandemic for going on two years and it's really not, seemingly letting up anytime soon. And so I just kind of asked her this question, like, what do we do to survive this? Like not just physically, but the mental and emotional level of distress and despair that we are constantly navigating. How do we survive this? And I actually like answered my own question to her, which was be present. When we're present, we don't get sucked into all of the fear and worry of the future or the wish I had done this of the past. And we can truly 
honor the moment. But doing that is so much easier said than done, I think. Mm-hmm. Like it's something I've known for a long time is really important and yet I still neglect it. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely struggle with being present and being in a given moment, you know, with our kids or with you or just with anything in life, even like, so yeah, we've recently had COVID and it was awful. And, you know, I think that's made it even harder to be present and in the moment because your mind feels so distant. I felt so distant from myself, you know, for, for a, this last little period of time, I felt very outside of my body and outside of my mind, almost as though I'm like a passenger kind of watching my life. And, you know, even trying to do meditations and sit there and, and be still or be in a moment, it's really been difficult, you know? And, I think that the added stress of just knowing that we had COVID and knowing that most everybody we know and love are going to get it, it's, it, it can, it can be a bit overwhelming and it can it's a make real you, downer. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it can make you live in these other moments other than like what you're currently experiencing. It can make you live in fear uh, for points throughout, it made me live in somewhat of like depression of, am I going to always feel like this? Cause I feel like absolute shit. I'm very fatigued. I'm just, I don't feel like me. And that's part of why it's been a, a struggle to like get to recording this episode and why I've been nervous about it too. Cause I'm like, dude, am I even going to be the one talking during the episode? Like, am I going <laughs> to am I going to actually show up because I've felt so far away from myself recently mm-hmm. and it's, it's depressing. It makes me sad. It makes me feel like I'm losing some of myself and that's scary. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's another reason why I've been nervous to record an episode. It's like, I really want to put all of myself into the things that I'm doing, but yeah, there's a reluctance there. There's a fear there. And there's also just a, like, who am I kind of thing? Mm. We had that episode on who am I? It's like some of these big, deep questions for me, a lot of times are like, man, do I even want to like entertain these questions? Cause they're scary. They're very big questions. So I, I I'm glad we're doing this, but it's also, you know, a, a labor of discomfort for me. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to someone earlier about just how I felt during COVID and having COVID. And I was like, I, I'm like asking the question, is this what it feels like to be like debilitatingly depressed? Because that's kind of how I felt. And she was like, yes. I mean, like as someone, she has struggled with mental health stuff, you know, she was like, yeah, like that is what that feels like. And like neurologically, you can see how like, it's not in your control. Mm -hmm. Like, like there's something in your brain and your body that have taken over. And that's exactly what it felt like for several days during COVID. It was just like none of my normal coping strategies were working. Like I felt so numb. I felt so distant. Yeah. And it was, it was hard to be present. And even now, like I'm feeling like there's like like this restless energy that I can't like quite pinpoint. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's COVID or just, part of like the other aspects of it all together. But 
yeah, it's just, it's hard to practice presence. It's hard to be present in the moment. It's hard to sit. And, and sometimes like I'm much more able to be present. Um, but it's definitely something that I do feel like matters immensely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my mom had cancer for five years and, you know, when I think about the way that I've felt for maybe like a week and a half to two weeks, it, you know, it, makes me reflect on her five year journey of just feeling like shit. And, you know, I, I never was really able to talk to her about her emotions or how she felt or like, I'm sure she did have lots of moments of depression of why me of why do I have to feel this way? And am I ever going to not be sick? And, uh, you know, I, I think that it's, her having cancer, her death, like it has made me want to be more present in moments. Uh, it's also made me just want to live life more to actually like go out and do more things. And I, I think that COVID has put a little bit of a shadow over some of my desire to like really go out into the world and, and do big things or just do things that I want to do, like taking our kids to Disney world or going on more trips. And so, yeah, I think the thing too, is like, sometimes I'll look at, at photos of things that we've done with our kids or whatever. And I'll be like, man, did we have fun doing that? Like, or was I just elsewhere mentally, mm. you know? Cause like there's certain things that we've done, certain trips we've gone on that I'm like, where you and I have felt very out of sync or very much like, was that even fun? Like, why did we spend our time doing that and all this money on it and, and whatnot? And it's like, were we present while we were there? And that's maybe part of the problem is like just not being present and mm -hmm. not really soaking in every moment that we have. Cause we don't, we don't have long. Yeah. So I think for me, it's, it's really, figuring out like, how can I be more present? And so something recently I've noticed that's helped me just to give other people some insight of maybe something to try. If you're also one that struggles with pre being present is to engage your senses, like smell, what can I smell? What can I see? What can I touch? What can I taste? You know, really engaging yourself in the moment, you know, that's from, you know, taking bites of food to, tucking your kids in to hugging your partner, you know, you can take those moments and just really like breathe it in, feel it, let yourself be immersed in the moment. And it, it's, it is a practice and it takes time to really, you know, and awareness and intention to do that. But I do think that is one thing that I've tried to really start doing lately is like really like smelling my kids hair when I hug them, like mm -hmm. looking in your eyes. I mean, we had that silly game we played the other night where it like made us stare at each other for a minute. And I realized like, I don't like just look at you mm -hmm. very much, like just like really look at you. Mm -hmm. And so I think it is, I think it's just really figuring out like, how do I engage in this moment fully? Yeah. Cause what else are we doing otherwise? Like, you know, even, even in sex, it's like that, that, we revisited that eye contact in sex and it was like, why don't we normally do this? Like, cause it felt to me, at least it felt like, Oh, this is a moment. Like this is different. Like we 
a lot of times are are providing pleasure or being pleasured or doing pleasurable things, but not necessarily like really, like you said, like making eye contact or, or being present in that moment. So, yeah, I, um, I think that's a really solid thing that definitely matters in this world. Yeah. Yeah. What you got? Yeah. So I think that my number one for me is relationships and it's, it's all facets of relationships. It's my relationship to myself, my relationship to my partner, to my kids, to my friends, to my family, uh, you know, to all things. And, you know, it can be even like your relationship to journaling or your relationship to alcohol, your relationship with music, creativity, art. Uh, I think that relationships are just so foundational to every facet of our lives. And, uh, I think that what I've realized too is like without them, life feels very meaningless. So if I didn't have relationships, I think that it wouldn't be, it would be very pointless. So mm-hmm. that that's something that I've just, you know, I, I'm a pretty introverted person, but at the same time, I care deeply about having deep relationships with other human beings. And, you know, I don't always get along with everybody and like you and I get into tiffs and arguments and things, but like at the end of the day, it's, you know, I couldn't do life without you. I mean, I, I would have to figure it out, but like just mentally, like when I do think about you not being here and you not being present, it's very daunting and depressing. And, um, it just kind of makes me think like, Oh man, I am, so grateful to have Katie in my life. I'm so grateful to have, oh God, that's why I didn't want to do these episodes. God. Um, well, our OGs know you cry. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're new here, <laughs> what's, what's going on with we that guy? We considered naming podcasts in the past, the Andrew Cries podcast. Yeah. That would have been <laughs> a solid name. I, yeah. When I talk about things that really matter, I think that's, that's when I get emotional. And so, Um, yeah, I just didn't really want to go here, but, um, I, it does bring an immense sense of gratitude to me for like the relationships I do have in my life. I've got great friendships. I have a great relationship with you. I have a solid relationship with my kids and it's just really important to me. Um, you know, like our oldest daughter went to Katie and told her that like I had said something that upset her. And you know, like that kind of crushed me. Cause I was like, I didn't even have a clue that like what I said impacted her in that way. And I, I think, you know, communication, it's not one of my, like what, what matters the most, but like communication is so vital to relationships. And uh, it's just one of those things where, my relationships are so valuable to me that like knowing that I'd caused harm to one of those relationships really like affected me in a, in a way that I was like, man, like I'm here to like love and to be loved and to, and to be in relationship with other people. And, um, if that doesn't go well, I'm kind of like, Oh man, like I'm a little hard on myself, but, Mm. um, yeah. What's, what's your take on just, relationships. Well, I think it kind of goes into my second thing that really matters, which is the love we hold 
for both ourselves and others? And how do we really nurture that love? You know, and I think so there's so much, you know, about self-love and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's easy to say. And then it's, it's one thing to say it. And then it's one thing to actually love yourself and, and truly like connect so much to that love for you that you can love someone else Mm -hmm. authentically. And, you know, I think I shared that a little bit on our ending episode of story and growth about what love wild is. And it is, it's this, it's this exploration of what does it really mean to hold love for us individually and as a collective. And I think it it kind of goes along with relationships of the intentions that we bring into our relationships. And, you know, we're all going to mess things up. We're all going to say things that we don't want to, you know, necessarily mean in a certain way. And we might hurt other people because we're human. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think the beautiful thing about you acknowledging that you hurt our daughter's feelings or made her feel a certain way is just like taking ownership, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I think so often we want to double down or we want to defend or we want to project outward. Like it's, it's, well, she shouldn't be so sensitive or, Mm -hmm. you know, this, you know, I didn't really mean it that way. So I I can't believe they took it that way or whatever. That's all ego, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, how can we in our relationships begin to really connect back to that loving place of first having compassion on ourselves when we do something or say something in a relationship that goes sour or hurts or harms and then be able to just own like, you know, I'm so sorry Mm-hmm. that I said that and that that's how it came across. And, you know, I think it's just, it challenges us to be more honest with us, with our own selves and our own integrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really causes you to be in tune with, yeah, your own emotions, your own ego, your own, you know, the the way you show up in the world for sure. Yeah. And so, and I think too, another point about relationships is, you know, something I think I said on that episode of introducing Love Wild as well is, can our relationships be healing portals Mm -hmm. of transformation or how can our relationships be healing portals of transformation? Because relationships aren't easy, especially deep, meaningful ones. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like for example, becoming a mom, was so freaking hard. I didn't have any context of what that was going to be like. And I knew I couldn't just throw in the towel and quit. I mean, you always have an option, I guess, to walk away from things, but I knew I didn't want to do that. Similar to our marriage. Like sometimes I think it is going to be easier if we just walked away. Mm -hmm. But then I realized actually, no, like there's some really important things that are mirroring to me right now that I would just end up taking into another relationship essentially. So, you know, really getting clear on like, what, what are you bringing to the relationship? Like, what are you giving and what are you receiving and how can we keep that flow in our relationships healthy? Yeah. Yeah. I think so often in human relationships, any type of relationship that we have, we're a lot of times when I get judgmental, it's because I'm looking at how people differ from me rather than how we're alike. 
And I think if you can hone in on, on any relationship, if it's an antagonistic one, or if it's a really solid, you know, loving one that you look to the areas where you're more alike and aligned than to the areas where you differ. That's not to say that like you, you have to agree about everything, but it's, it's to say that like, you know, oftentimes when I think about ways in which I differ from people, it makes me kind of segregate or put things into camps or people into groups. Oh, this is, this is that group of people, or this is that type of person, or you're too sensitive or, you know, whatever the thing is, uh, you should be more like me, which I am very sensitive, but like, uh, I, I think that finding a way to just like, you know, not toxic positivity, but being able to focus on ways in which you're alike and ways that like build you up, lift you up, lift the other person up, not tear you down and create those divisions. So I think within any relationship, that's a very important aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my second, uh, thing that really matters, uh, we kind of went into your second one as well. Um, did you feel like you covered that sufficiently? I think so. Cool. So uh, my second one, which kind of ties into aspects of relationship as well as authenticity. And that's something that's really important to me. It's always been a big emphasis of this podcast is showing up as who we are imperfect, but, you know, willing to grow, to go out of our comfort zone, to make mistakes, to cry on a podcast, uh, to just really be ourselves and, you know, kind of like being present, being who we are. Um, you know, I, I think that for me, authenticity is just showing the world and telling the world, like, this is who I truly am. And it's a vulnerable thing to do because if you say like, I am this and people disagree with you, you're just, you're, you're opening yourself up to wounds or opening yourself up to potentially, um, potential disruption or potential harm, you know, people saying nasty things about you, uh, or, you know, talking about you behind your back or, or whatever it is. But, uh, that's why I think like we just really, if you diverge too much from who you are, then what are you doing with your life? Right. What's the point? Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a huge emphasis of just anybody's growth journey or, their life is to figure out like, who am I and what's important to me? That's why we're asking this question today. What really matters and how do I live out of that place? That authentic, it's authentic to me. It may not, it may be inauthentic to you and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But I need to, for me, in order to feel like I've really lived my own life is to find things that feel genuine and true to me. Yeah. I think that's, that takes some soul searching, you know, it takes some really looking at who, like, who are you and and not who the world has told you to be or who you've had to be to protect yourself or to be safe, but like at your most wild essence, who are you? Mm-hmm. And that, that is not an easy question. I mean, I feel like I'm still exploring that. I'm still pulling back layers. I'm still figuring out what helps me to get closer and closer to my most wild and true essence. Mm -hmm. 
So I, I think it's something that takes time. It takes experiences. It takes being willing to fuck things up a little bit, but also realizing you really can't <laughs> fuck things up, like in the sense of the bigger picture. At least I believe like you're held in, mm-hmm. in that exploration. Like what's meant for you will not pass you by. Yeah. Yeah. There was, uh, we were just listening to a Lumineers song right before uh, we, we started the cast and the lyric on it was, do you remember it? It was basically like, you know, whatever happens is going to be okay. So like, we don't know how things are going to go, but it is going to be okay. And it's that same message of like, you're held. It's all going to be all right. Even if things go horribly wrong, it's going to be all right in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if, even if the worst thing, I mean, I think there's worse things than death, but a lot of people fear death. So it's like, even if, even if death comes, right, like, can we trust and have faith that we are, we are held through that too? Yeah. Yeah. I have a buddy, I I may have said this on this podcast before, but uh, yeah, we were having dinner and he said basically like, I I didn't worry about anything before my birth, you know, like I wasn't worried. I didn't have any, you know, judgment. No, you weren't like, Oh, I'm going into this new land. Yeah. No fear, (laughs) no anxiety, none of that. Why should I be afraid that it's going to be any different once, once I've died, like once I've gone, because that's the only experience that any of us knowingly have had outside of our, our life is like before birth. And, you know, like, so on the other side of that coin, like, why would we be afraid of what that is going to be like? Because we were, we were fine then and we'll be fine. Now we'll be fine afterwards. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like really letting yourself trust that is hard. It's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't want to die. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus didn't want to die either. I don't want my kids to die. Good God. But yeah, it, it's, it's not like that. Cause I think you can fear it. You can not want it, but also just still just know that, know that that's a universal truth that like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. 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 So what's your third? So what really matters? third that, so I almost just wrote honesty period. But then I was thinking about something I read recently about this whole concept of discernment and how important that is in really awakening and allowing this transformation is to be, to really like harness an energy of discernment. Because I think if we're just brutally honest, there's potential injury that could happen there. Like I I'm all about like being transparent and being open, but I think what I'm starting to realize about myself is one, I can't always believe everything I think and I can't always believe Mm -hmm. everything I feel. So if I am being brutally honest, most of the time I would be coming from a place of like following my thoughts and feelings as the truth Mm -hmm. versus really using the concept of discernment to figure out, okay, what is actually true here? And it doesn't mean that you have to dis like dissociate from your feelings and your thoughts as not important because they are important and they're valid. But what is the truth 
in here because a lot of times I can only speak for myself, but when I'm feeling or thinking a certain way and it's really strong, a lot of times that is not the truth. There's a lot of feelings that are coming up from past conditioning or fear or, you know, stories that I've made up rather than actually like being able to discern okay, this feeling is coming up, but what does that actually mean? What is the, what is the truth underneath the feeling? And, and then from that place being honest, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, and we can be honest about how we're thinking and feeling and and say like, I mean, I've, I've said this to you before, like I'm really creating this whole story in my head about this. And I am having a really hard time working through that or letting go of that. Like, can you like check this out with me? And like most of the time, most of my story is complete bullshit. There's like a small little nugget that makes sense about why I would be telling this story in my head. But I think that it's really important that we really discern before we just share all of our honesty with the world, you know, down to the fact of like, when should we be so open and vulnerable on this podcast? Like, I think that I've been, I've started to realize like there needs to be some discernment there of like, when am I ready to talk about certain things? And, you know, not just being like a completely open book all the time, mm-hmm. because that can also eventually cause me to just leak energy out that I'm not ready to hold. Yeah. I think that you get a good sense of, at least I have in my life of timing for things. And there's, there's a cool passage in the Bible that, you know, there's a, there's a place and a time for everything and, you know, a place and a time for war, a place and a time for peace. And it's like, I do think that either your God or your, your Messiah, your Christ, your spirit, energy, whatever, I feel like the universal oftentimes gives you messages and clarity on some of that stuff. And that sounds a little nebulous and woo woo and a little out there, but I do feel like that you can, you can pay attention to that. But I do think in terms of discernment, challenging our narratives is very important in terms of discernment. And so for me, I've had to come up against certain narratives recently that just aren't serving me. I realized that like, they might've served me for a time to, to make, to help me to process through something or to help me to try to make sense of something. And the thing is, is if you keep returning to these specific narratives, they might just be lying to you about a a specific situation. And I know I'm being very vague as I'm describing this, but you know, for me, what I've realized is that like, it's more helpful to me to challenge that narrative and see what other possible, what other possibilities they, there are rather than just say, yep, that's how it is. It's black and white. It's fixed. It's, it's binary. It's this way. And that's because this person's always like this, or that's because, uh, you know, this is just how the world works or because, you know, Democrats are bad or because Republicans are bad or because, you know, whatever. So if, if you aren't ever challenging your narratives, you're going to find yourself returning to a place of, of really fixed mindset. And I I think it's really hard to grow and evolve if, if you don't have the discernment to say, is this what's really going on? Like, is Andrew really 
behaving in this manner because he doesn't love me or because he doesn't, because he doesn't care? Or is there something else at play here? Like, can, can we be curious and talk about these things rather than just assuming or, you know, like you said, just taking what's in our head and believing it full stop because it's not always true. Yeah. Most of the time. I mean, there might be nuggets that are somewhat true, but our mind has like really conflated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, yeah, I think I'll jump into my last one too. So, uh, something that's just massively important to me, something that really matters to me that I think should really matter to all human beings, which is creating. Um, and that's what we're doing right now. Katie and I are creating right now, uh, on this podcast, we're sharing our thoughts and ideas and, you know, like for me, creating on a drum kit, creating with my camera, you know, with a couple or with pre-visualizing ideas and coming up with a cool concept of things I want to share ideas that I want the world to know. And like so much of art and ideas are recycled from, you know, thousands and thousands of years of other humans thinking these same things. But I think if we hold that back from the world, we're doing a disservice to the world and a disservice ultimately to ourselves. You know, it's very fulfilling to me to create uh, to journal, to, you know, create relationships, you know, to go back to my first one, like to create meaningful relationships. They don't just happen. You have to do the work. You have to help to craft and create those things. So, uh, yeah, I think creation is a very important part of humanity. Yeah. And I think for me, realizing that we all have this life force or creation energy inside of us and, I think so often it gets pushed aside or, you know, dumbed down by the more logistical things of life or, you know, more practical things of life. And I think it's really important to really realize like how you like to create and how can you integrate that, you know, even in just your day to day. I mean, cooking can be creative. Eating can be creative. (laughs) Like, you know, doing certain types of art or even just dancing or moving your body and realizing like your body is a creation, right? And just celebrating and using your body in ways that feel good to you. And I think, you know, there's just so much to creation and creativity um, that I think has become so untapped for so many of us. And and it's honestly what I think is burning us out. Mm-hmm when we aren't connected to that creative, creative spirit, um, we lose that playfulness with life and we get stuck in like the tasks and the boxes and the things that we like think we need to do to be successful or make money or whatever. Like we lose that playful spirit. And so I think on that point of like creation being important to you, I think play Mm -hmm. is something I've realized in the last couple of years is really important Mm. and something that we can do regardless of what's going on in the world. Like, like just looking at kids, like they play regardless, like they play no matter what, because that's how they learn. And I think we can bring some of that back Mm -hmm. into our adult lives. You know, how can we play more? How can we be playful in our energy? Yeah. Yeah. I, we did a whole episode on listening to the nudges. I think that kids just are constantly listening to their 
their inner nudges to like, Hey, go do this. Like go climb a tree. That sounds like fun. Go play swords with your buddy in the bathroom. I mean, you know, stuff is like (laughs) silly, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Kids just do it. They don't question it. They don't think Mm -hmm. twice about it. They're not worried about, you know, to a certain age, not worried about what somebody's going to think about it. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I've got some soul work for the listeners and what I would say is your soul work is to write down three things that really matter to you. And they can be similar to what we've come up with, or they can be just very much your own. I want you to write down things that are actually authentic to you. So if you have a journaling time, or if you just want to like pull out your phone and put in your notes, like it really does help to actually write things down because there's different things that happen within your brain once you've written it down that make it that almost manifest some of those things and really kind of make it more tactile, um, you know, rather than just like in your head thinking, Oh yeah, I, I, I kind of like whatever it's like now, like this is the reason I call it soul work is because it's important. Like it's, it's what your soul is really saying is a truth about your mm-hmm. life. And so, yeah, that would be my, um, my soul work for the listeners. I would add, share it with somebody. Oh shit. Then it gets real, real. Yeah. If you want to share it with us, you can actually DM us. It's love, at, at Love Wild yeah, Collective at on love Instagram. Wild Collective. Got our own little IG going over there. So we'd love to have you join us over on our community. Yep. Yeah. And that's where we can extend the conversation. It's cool for Katie and I to talk back and forth, but anytime we've heard from listeners who just share like, this has been my experience with this specific thing. It always just is so interesting to us. And it, it provides a different perspective to us of like, Oh, I didn't think about it that way. That's really cool. Uh, and like you can help us, we can help you. It's a mutual thing. And, um, you know, don't, don't hesitate to reach out if you've been feeling like, oh man, I, I want to congratulate them on a hundred episodes. Or I just want to say like, this is one thing that matters so much to me. I wanted to share it with you. Uh, yeah, please feel free to reach out and do that. So uh, thank you everybody for listening, making it to a hundred episodes with us and you know, for what we have in store for the future with Love Wild. And um, yeah, your story matters. Cheers. Peace y'all. If you are continuing to dig these episodes, you can write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed or following the show by hitting the plus symbol in the upper right-hand corner. If you want to connect with us, follow us on Instagram at Love Wild Collective. Thanks so much for listening. Your story matters.